This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Bacon Sale. Five little kids went swimming one day over the hill and far away. Joel Duck said, <laughs> quack, quack, quack. But only four little kids came swimming back. Three little kids went swimming one day like over the hill thing. and far away. Joel Duck said, quack, quack, quack. But only three little kids came swimming back. Two little kids went swimming one He's day. Keep going. Over the hill and far away, Joel Duck said, quack, quack, quack. But only two little kids came swimming back. Music has ended. One. Two little, no, one. No, one little, <laughs> one little kid went swimming one day yeah. over the hill and far away. Joel Duck said, quack, quack, quack. And found all the Kent ducks all dead in the back. <laughs> <laughs> when Jake does improv, it scares me. <laughs> that went dark. Welcome to Make It Sell, everyone. I'm, uh, I'm Joel. I'm Kent. And Jacob. Okay. I loved it. <laughs> I personally loved it. Thank you, Jake. Although I don't know if I like being dead. I'm calling the police. <laughs> Five little kids. <laughs> it's actually the joke I make because we play that one for my little girl. And at the time, I'm always like, I don't think Mother Duck finds all, all those little ducks. I think I think the fox got them. I think this might be a dream. I think maybe the fox got the mom. I think they're up in heaven. Something else is going on here. Your poor daughter. Seems weird you, that they all came back. Well, okay. The, the version I sang, because we have video of me like four years old singing this song. Oh, yeah? Is I say the, the ducks go over the hill and then none of them come. They keep getting less and less coming back. Yeah, yeah. What's happening? And over then, the other side of the hill. Then the daddy duck comes out and does his big quack, and then all the ducks come back. Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I've heard that version. Too. So thank you for listening to our Dr. Matt results show, we called it, where yeah. we got analyzed and turned into Disney princesses and Star Wars characters and all sorts of fun. It's a shame he was so wrong on all of his choices for us. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, love the guy. We basically reject his reality. We're but like <laughs> making us robots and a Wookiee. I mean, it's great. It's awesome. They're good characters. But let's be honest. <laughs> we, we, we know who we are. We're Luke, Leanne, Han, obviously. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that's what the picture in the, the picture in the image was. Exactly, actually. It was our picks, not his picks. <laughs> Except for the Disney princesses, yeah. he gave us his picks for that. But and also, we posted a quiz of which host of Bacon Cell are you on our Facebook and Twitter pages. Personality quiz, entirely and completely scientifically accurate. We've yep. tested it on monkeys and rats, so we yep. know it works. Now I've and got ducks. a, I've got a bone also to ducks. pick. How come when everyone picks me, they get sad? <laughs> like they feel let not let down but almost like there's this inner darkness which is coming out it's, when, it's like when you find out you're a slytherin it's kind of that well it, that's what it is like guess oh, i'm the villain i'm gonna have to just face this and yeah. live with it i guess right uh, i just I but it's an emotional it. punch it's like when you emotional punch it's, yeah right you, to the gut can you've had this experience it's like when you walk up to a mirror and look at it and all you see is darkness oh yeah i experience that all the time yeah, yeah. so that's what yeah, it's like that's it. oh okay that's I, what it's I, like. I get it's it like now. a black mirror so okay um but we did have we did do some tallies though we found out Joel is extremely popular. Surprising amount of Joel listeners out there. A lot of Joel's just like high school and Joel. Joel listener. <laughs> and Kent, I have to point this out. You had more people like you than I had like me. You know what that means? Hmm. I'm the hipster. Well, no, that's not fair. That means that... Don't take that away that from me. That means there's more people with similar tastes Kent, like you. Kent, let him have that. <laughs> that one? He needs that. I don't, okay. I don't really since want that. No, it's a crap title. Jacob. It's a crap title. I just don't want him to have it either. <laughs> But thank you for taking the quiz. If you haven't taken it, it's not too late. It's still on our Facebook and Twitter pages. We're going to leave it up there for everyone to be able to take. Go see which host of Bacon Cell you are. 
But that's not what we're talking about today. What are we talking about today, Jacob? Today we are going to be talking about kids shows. Oh, wait, no. Educational kids shows. Yeah, not go. just kids shows. We're not just entertaining people with fluff here. We're, we're going to teach you the numbers. Children's today. education. Yeah. We've already done a show on My Little Pony and other shows like that. That was the movie. Yes, we have. That was the movie. That was the movie. Yeah. But we are, we're going into what maybe what we saw as youth and what our kids see. And I really wanted this show to happen because Jake has a young daughter. Yes. And he has not yet had to be exposed to all of the filth that's out there. With on, the exception. Yes. Yes. You know, Unless it, Little Baby Bum is filth. It is a weird name. <laughs> <laughs> baby Bum is filth. Uh, people, if you don't know what it is, Little Baby Bum is this British educational no, but toddler show, basically. When you say educational, they basically just do the nursery rhymes, and it's intended for little babies. Well, there's, yeah. there's numbers and colors and letters and stuff, too. So if you grew up in front of a TV, and I know, Jake, you didn't, or if you are taking care of a child, you will be exposed to these shows, and you will probably have to memorize the theme song, or you, just, you will at didn't some point. I didn't watch any of these shows. Okay. Yeah. And so we Any wanted, of the ones we're going to talk about today? I think I saw a little bit of Sesame Street at some point, and that is Wait, the end are you of the busy watching He-Man in your fur underwear? I did see some He-Man when I was That's a little educational. older. educational. Might have been. So I learned Jacob, a lot. Jacob's there was, there was a morality education tell was a little off, but it's okay, because Ken and I were raised by te- educational television. And you yeah. only saw a little bit of Sesame Street? Mm, yeah, maybe. But uh, we came up with a list, a list of categories uh, of different educational TV shows. Kent and I are going to have to choose a winner for each one. Yes. And we cannot duplicate answers. I mean, we can't put Sesame Street for every single one of these. Uh, but Kent and I chose 12 categories. Kent, why do we choose 12 categories? Because 12 is right before 13, and that's when you become a teenager, which is too old to watch these shows. Exactly. So this is from uh, Zero are to Are there 12-year-olds watching these? There are probably, yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. That are like stuck. Because some are actually kind of clever or some kind of transcend learning the alphabet, for example. Yes. Some of these I actually, I don't mind watching, I'll say. Yeah. And we'll get to that. Yes, we will. So we have the list of categories. Jacob's going to read them off, then we're going to give our answers. We hope you play along at home and we want to hear about your educational, children's educational TV programs as well. So let's dive in, gentlemen, head first. All right, so the first category is going to be weirdest educational show you watched as a kid. Now, weirdest is somewhat subjective. What does that mean? Well, and and there's going to be times we're talking about our experience as children, and there's going to be times we're talking about our experience as adult. This is the children one. Yeah. And I think back then there were maybe weirder shows because I think you can get away with random more now. Really? Yeah. You think you can get away with like like Vicky and Alf and all that? (laughs) Oh, but that was more sitcom esque. That's what I mean. Sort of stuff. Yeah. But back then, there were. Those was, are weird outliers, though. There were really only like five or six kids' television, like educational shows at that time. Now there are so many. There are so many. But the weirdest one that I watched on a regular basis, even though I don't think I ever enjoyed it, was Zoobly Zoo. <laughs> Zoobly Zoo. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of singing on this show, yeah, I feel. Yeah, so there, there will be a lot of singing. This was, There's going to be a lot of me going, what's that? Yeah, exactly. absolutely. And that's good because we need the Everman here. Have you seen the Cats trailer? Yes, it's it's the precursor. So it's a nightmare. <laughs> it's an it kind of picture is. a production of cats, but it's different animals. But so it's for humans example, have like the makeup on. There's Lookout Bear. There's was that kangaroo? Bravo Fox, Takatoo Cockatoo, Van Gogh Lion. He likes to paint. And Bill Der Beaver. Get it, Ooh, Bill Der Beaver. Yep. But there's also Broadway star Ben Vereen as Mayor Ben. Everyone is an animal. I'm not sure what Mayor Ben is. He's, what is he? Tell me. 
please. I don't know. He's like a platypus. Nobody knows. Platypus. So what it is, Jake, essentially, is everyone's wearing like big pajamas or clothes, like, and sometimes just like. They're basically furries. This is the precursor to furries. So as basically, well. say how that. You, oh, this is how Ken no, dresses up in a baking cave. So I know exactly. That. So just like your regular baking cave outfit. It's like a yeah. fox, isn't he, or something like that? I can't remember. No, there's already a fox. I like it. So most of the time you take your shirt off, but this time you're wearing a furry outfit. <laughs> I'm a three-toed there slob. Jacob, there you go. There's the, the look like. So they're just wearing Joel. That's goofy horrifying. costumes. And then they'll have like a painted on little um, snout on their nose and they'll, they may be wearing a hood Man, you with like this? fox ears. Yes. Are they trying to like traumatize children or what? Well, so there was kind of lessons. In fact, so the, here is the synopsis. It was the adventures of various anthropomorphic animals as they face the challenges of life together. And so this was meant to talk about like bullying, even though all these characters, they were all kind of the same character. They're all just really zany all at once. That's the problem is like when I think of Zoo, because I didn't watch this one as much. Kent. Yeah. Oh, you didn't. OK. I know it. I knew it and I recognized it. And I think I did see a number of episodes, but all the characters kind of meld together into and they one do. character. Like yeah. they can sell. Kind of. Yeah, people, like say that all the, people say that all the time, too, actually. But essentially, bad. they're on like a stage, like a high school stage, it seems like, with like sets of like the fronts of houses. And they just have like a whole show, 30 minute conversation just sitting on the front step, really low budget. And you can tell that by the costumes. Like, I feel like they just filmed Pizza. every episode at once. <laughs> Are you saying we're as cheap as Zoobly <laughs> Zoo? But they, this one, no, went, they had a bigger budget. Yeah, this one went from 1986 to 1988, 65 episodes altogether. Wow. And it is just, uh, it's, it's really dated, and man, I could never watch this, and I don't think I liked it watching it back then. I'm going to buy the DVDs. It's one of the ones you watched just because it was on. Yeah. All right, Joel. Uh, mine, I will present to you in three words, Kent. Hocus, Pocus, Alamogocus. So good. I'm talking about today's special, ladies and gentlemen. Today's special. It's for everyone. Dun, 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 dun. You're not going to so, know any of these, right, Jake? No. So, Jacob, let me, let me explain the concept to you. Okay. This is After Hours. At a department store, there is Jody, who's like kind of the, she's like a, a what's that called set decorator, store decorator. Yeah. Like basically, she does these. Think things. of the, have you Display seen the movie Mannequin? Uh, I'll yes. get to that. Okay, <laughs> long ago. So, but she's there, and then there's a mouse named Muffy who always speak in rhyme. There's a security guard who's for some reason is a puppet, and his name is Sam. There's <laughs> yeah. really no reason for Sam to be a puppet. No, there's not. But then there's Jeff, and Jeff is a mannequin. But, Jacob, when you put the hat on his head, this mm-hmm. magical hat, and say the words, Hocus Pocus Alamogocus, he comes to life. Nice. But he's new to this world, so he doesn't really understand what's going on. Yeah. So How difficult for him. then they have to explain things to him. Like, I remember there was an episode, literally, this is like a very vivid memory for me as a kid, is an episode about water. He's trying to figure out what water is. And they're trying to teach him all the different properties of water and all that. Because he's and the anchor point there's for like us kids to watch song. right? Well, there's a, all I remember is at the end, he falls into like a kiddie pool. And he's like, I'll tell you one oxygen. thing about water. And they're like, what? And he's like, it's wet. <laughs> and then they all laugh and they freeze frame. Da-da-da. There was an episode about alcoholism, too. <laughs> no, what? we all heard it. There were. So there were. <laughs> uh, Phil's visit. But this is the one where they took on serious topics as well. So they, that's like ranging topics from basic human functions okay to serious problems i don't remember these serious ones at all i don't think they were as popular in fact it, okay. it's hard to find any information about the later episodes like i was trying to figure out how in it because if jeff he, he's he's awake if his hat ever falls off he turns back into a mannequin yeah but if he ever leaves the store he'll be a mannequin forever and i wanted to know how the story ended and i couldn't find it out there i wonder what the last <laughs> episode is but you know we, what's weird? These are all like, a lot of these are Canadian television this shows. This was Canadian, yeah. yes. This is the TV Ontario. Yeah. But this one was funny because I not only watched the show, but we used to play today's special. 
And like, uh, it was like a My Buddy toy. Yeah. But they had the hat, the little uh, Newsy hat. Uh-huh. And I'd put it on and then they'd say the words. And then if it fell off, I'd have to freeze and they'd have to wait until they put it back on and then say the magic words and I could be <laughs> We had again. very different childhoods. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, this, this show ran from 81 to 87, which is when Mannequin came out, FYI. It was the precursor to Mannequin? Pretty it's much. what inspired Mannequin. Seven seasons, 121 episodes of today's special. Because truthfully, I always watch today's special and hope that they would fall in love. Because it makes sense. Well, Jody and even Jeff, though yeah. I was probably seven years old, and yeah. then when Mannequin came out, that fi- was finally realized. Well, there's some weird stuff. Like so I was reading through the was, Hollywood. I was reading through the Wikipedia, and it said Jody's portrayed as a sweet, level-headed woman who has no social life outside the store. Truth. And I was like, oh, and then it's like Sam is a widower and also has a pet cat named Penelope that Muffy is afraid of. And I'm <laughs> they like, made him a widower. I know. Why did we need to know that? I don't know. Yeah, that, that seems it's unnecessary. So bad for him. Seems weird. But today's special is one of those shows that. In the, in the time, I was like, I love this show. And the more I think about it, I'm like, that was weird. Yeah, I want to know if you'd like make your kids watch it. Even they, just to because show Lent. what you were exposed to. I did show all my kids like clips of every show I'm going to talk about tonight. Just yeah. gauge how their interest was. They were interested in today's special. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm planning on showing them more. Is it just YouTube clips or is this available yeah. somewhere? No, it's just YouTube clips. Okay. I doubt there's. I doubt you can find like the box set out there anymore. on Blu-ray, Ooh. 4K today special <laughs> on Blu-ray. All right, next up is going to be the earworm theme song. This is the literal earworm. Is that the name of a show? Joel, no, will you go first. On the this earworm one? is something that gets a song that gets stuck in your head and won't leave. And this is I don't very even, true. I don't even think this is like the, our favorite because mm-hmm. I didn't pick my favorite, but no. just the one that I can't get out of my head. I ran through so many of these today, Kent, right. and one of them will not leave my head. And I've been humming it in my head since we began this recording. Go on. Hip, hip, hooray. Hooray, the super reader saved the day. So this is from Super Y. Yeah. I'm going to hear so many jingles I've never heard before. Yeah. And yeah. This, is, this is a modern show. This, this, ran, this ran from 2007 to 2016. Three seasons, 103 episodes. And this is one where a bunch of... <laughs> it's such a weird concept. My kids love this one. Yeah. And uh, this, it's in Storybook Village where these kids... All live in a fantasy land. Uh, it's uh, Wal- uh, Wyatt Beanstalk lives with his friends Pig, Red, and Princess P. And in every episode, it's a re- it's a reading educational show. Every episode at their book club, they come up with a super big problem. And then the whole episode, they try and figure out how to solve the super big problem by gathering these letters in different places. And mm-hmm. once they gather all the letters together, it spells like the one I watched today with my kids was it spelled observe. And they were learned that they were supposed to observe the situation. Observe your neighbors and tell them. No, if they, not at all. Tell the government if they're doing anything wrong. Exactly. Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, but then at the end, they sing that song. Every time they solve it, it's like, the super readers save the day. And I'm doing the dance. You can't see it. It's just cheap animation of them moving back and forth with their arms. You should keep doing it, though, down. so that we it's, can keep watching. It's honestly, it's not the kids singing. It's someone that sounds like they have Joel's deep voice right now singing the hip, voice. Hip, hooray. Like, it's like Joe hooray. Cocker singing the voice, singing the song. Yeah. it's like they're, they're really getting into it, too. But this song, it's so catchy. And every time it would happen in, in the background, even, it would be in my head all day. So yeah. that's my earworm. Oh, I totally Super hear Super Y. Hip, in hip, fact, hooray. I hate you now for that. Well, they have. They actually do have a theme song, and I'm trying to remember right now. Who's but got a story? There it is. A story, story to read. Super Y. Super Y. And there's also uh, Run Fun Sun. Wonderific. You're terrific. But that's the hip, hip, hooray. Yeah. Every time that comes on, that's I totally all hear I you. About. So for me, it's one that I, same thing. I thought about it once today, and it was in my head. It is. But, uh, I won't even start the tune, but it goes, we're going on a trip in our favorite rocket ship, zooming through the sky, little Einsteins. 
Have you heard this one? Nope. What? I'm going to play it for you after this. Little Einstein? Is this like Baby Einstein? It's a spinoff of Baby Einstein. Okay. okay. It was like a step above Baby Einstein. I know Baby Einstein. What's up You have now? a baby. This makes sense. Well, I knew that one before. So basically, your, your, your child will know before. sign language of fridge. Yeah, because that's exactly. what Baby Einstein teaches that you. That crap's nonsense. It's just like <laughs> weird. Yeah, dude, it's it's made weird. So symbols, much money, and then there's the like day. a puppet that comes by, and oh. it entrances kids though. You yeah. think you think that's bad? I actually got the knockoff version of Baby Einstein. Oh, what is it called? Like of course little, you did. You bought some weird crap from China, didn't you? It was it was bizarre, but it was <laughs> like Joel's did. life story. But it's like, it's, honestly, it's yeah, it was like only someone, eight bucks instead of eighteen. <laughs> it's almost like someone saw Baby Einstein and went, "Well, I can do that crap." But it's it was just like these solid colors, like a uh, wooden train driving through yeah. it or something. Well, that's not Going far back off. to that, remember, they were like just DVDs sold separately for Baby Einstein. And back in the day, like when my youngest was a baby, those were like 20 bucks each because they knew their yeah. value. Now you could find them on YouTube. Yeah, they're all free Let's talk about Little Einstein. So Little Einstein is the step above. In fact, so they, they dumb it down a little bit because they just make it a straight cartoon adventure. And they have just four children. So it's four friends go on missions with their ever-changing rocket ship. Every mission includes a classic song and a painting. So, for example, they'll, they'll okay. study Van so, Gogh. Okay. And That's then cool uh, Mozart in the same, same episode. And it's, it's a little bit like Peabody and Sherman... But just going younger. Peabody and Sherman, now you're dropping uh, Bullwinkle references. Yeah, a little bit. But they go even younger. And so it's just these children who learn about the art, and they'll kind of like go into the painting in these episodes. I kind of like that little uh, art art education. Art. Yeah, exactly. And so this one went from 2005, 2009, with 69 episodes. I need you guys to listen to this theme because... You're singing again. You need us to... Yeah, I, I need you to. So, for example... Sing it again. Last you better time, you play it on the show. Last time I went on a plane trip... Uh, I was singing this song. I wasn't saying leaving on a jet plane. I was seriously going, we're going on a trip in our favorite rocket ship, zooming through the sky, little Einsteins. And yeah, it, it just keeps going. And it's so much fun to sing. So okay, I hope the people that know that song are singing along. But that one, I can't, or even now, it'll be in my head for days. I'll get it out. Hip, hip, hooray, hooray, the super to save the day. All right, next category is why do my kids like this? So many shows. There are a lot of options here. I could give so many honorable mentions, but I'm going to choose one that started in 1984 and is still going. There are 563 episodes. It's Thomas and Friends. Oh, yeah. Thomas the Tank Engine. And by the way, this okay. theme song, dun, 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 they're two, dun, they're four, dun. they're six, they're eight, shunting trucks and hauling freight, red and green and brown and blue, they're the really useful crew. <laughs> I love shunting trucks, what does that even mean? They're Kids a really know. useful crew. <laughs> One of my favorite things, though, is that meme that goes around of the uh, like the German goth people. It's the best. Doing the rave dancing to the Thomas the Tank Engine theme. Yeah, so I that's actually it. a slightly different thing because that one's like, dun, 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 dun. Yeah. So the synopsis of this is th this popular series follows the adventures of Thomas the Tank Engine and all of his engine friends on the island of Sodor. 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 Jake, have you never seen this show? Never heard of it. Oh, wait, what? wait, wait. Thomas, Thomas the, the Train? Engine? Is it like Thomas the Train? Like Thomas yes. the Tank Engine, yeah. Like uh, from Ant-Man type yes. of Thomas? You just enraged Kent. That was your point of reference. That is my point because of reference. <laughs> I've seen it around like, as like, uh, like toys and stuff. I mean, I don't really want to give credit to either one of those because my kids watch this show and I'm like, but why? It's so strange and dry. It's so very essentially, dry. You have a narrator that reads as there is someone is playing it's Ringo the model Star. toys. It, it was uh, George Carlin. Starkey, yeah. 
then Ringo Starr, and then it became someone else because it's been going for over 30 years at this yeah. point. So it's weird, though, because they always kind of show these morality tells. In fact, there are some horrific episodes in here that are all about punishment. There's this episode called The Sad Story of Henry. Okay, and I need you to follow me here. Okay, Sad Story of Henry. About the Sad Story of Henry, and this is a children's Poor television Henry. show. Henry. With trains. Yes. On a very nasty day, Henry decides he's going to chill out in a tunnel rather than let his paint job get ruined by the rain. Sir Topham Hatt isn't having it. You remember Sir Topham Hatt? Yes. Yeah. So he's got a railway to run. After a bit of back and forth, Henry makes it clear that under no circumstances will he leave the comfy confines of the tunnel. The fat controller, which is Sir Topham Hatt, lets Henry have his way forever. Henry doesn't think too much about the threat at first because, remember, he's in the tunnel. So he rolls his eyes, but soon enough, Sir Topham Hatt and his men have bricked up the exit to Henry's tunnel. So he's sitting in there watching all the trains go by and it's raining on them. And he's like, no, I'm staying here. They start building a wall right in front of his face. And so they it's board like Edgar Poe story. the yeah. cask of Amontillado. Yeah. That's what it becomes. And so they literally board him up only so that he can see out with one eye. In the show, they say, what a temporary fix. But they don't make that very clear. In fact, Ringo Starr leaves us with this haunting message. He says, I think he deserved his punishment. Don't you? Oh. And they leave it with that. That's dark. Is See, it? That's the sad story of Henry. In this this show, there's no real education other than don't be grumpy or you get punished. Like that's you ever, a good lesson. Right? Well, I mean, true, but yeah, that's, that's, that's like all the nursery rhymes. Every five hundred and sixty-three episodes, I you have cause your say, parents trouble, you're going to be eaten by a demon. <laughs> that's it. But that's it. Those are the ones I heard. Every time I watch this show. I fall asleep. Yeah. It is the sleepiest, is that what driest for, show. Think? I think it is. I think it's supposed to lull, you, lull your kids to sleep and bore them. That's what I think Thomas the Tank Engine is all about. Did your kids like it at all? Eh. Okay. Okay. They, they did fine. The thing is, Ken, I've always been trying my best to get the kids, get my kids to like shows that I like yeah. or what I consider to be good shows. Yeah. And I try to shield them from the see, ones that aren't. For me, it was like a buffet. I'm like, hey, look, this is my job as a parent to kind of see what they're watching. We're going to try a bit of everything. Right. And then we finally found what I enjoy and what <laughs> I could tailor to them. But I had to watch all this stuff. And it's, a lot of it was miserable. Well, so what was yours? Well, that's how I was, I was leading into is that I try my best to shield my kids from a lot of the the crap shows out there that are just fluff and then i so this one i kind of cheated because my kids i i I go to what they kind of looked at what they watched and i was like i don't know about this but then this one rang true to me and it was because my three little cousins when they were little girls all three of them were obsessed with a certain show and i could not understand why because i love you you love me barney and friends which ran from 92 to 2009. Yeah. It was still going on in 2009. But if you don't know what Barney is... Hey, guys, I know this one. Uh, oh, you should. You should. <laughs> How can you not? 13 really? seasons, 248 episodes. And uh, <laughs> this show, it's all about this, this purple dinosaur that it was a stuffed animal, but then it came to life in their imagination. It's all make-believe in the clubhouse. Was it or was it not? Because then, they were there all day with And he dinosaur. was like directing stuff. I'm yes. like, I imagine them sitting around waiting for this stuffed animal to talk or something. And keep in mind, when they went outside, there were adults playing in the park all the time, and they saw Barney as well. Yeah, and so you have all the little kids playing there, and the one kid that's probably a little too old to be in this preschool. <laughs> Definitely. And then they all hang out, and they have this repetitive, mundane 
boring. It was so boring. Every time I watch these episodes, I'd watch it going, this is like inane. I hate this. Well, what they did essentially was like take nursery rhymes and put them to song or just use those old familiar nursery and rhymes. And some of them stuck. Like my my little little cousins, they would always sing the Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah. And also the, I think the cleanup song uh, came from clean that. Up, clean up, clean up, everybody It's everywhere. a little jingle, sure. By the way, this uh, started because a television executive thought Barney had appeal. He, he actually did a couple of these. They did a couple movies first. Yeah. That's how he got started, these little standalone movies. But then a PBS executive thought he had appeal because he was, quote, not as neurotic as Big Bird. Oh. So that's what they thought of Barney. Well, so he's like friendly and approachable. Is that uh, the idea? Maybe. But everyone loves Big Bird. I'm like, I didn't think of Big Bird nah, as neurotic. He, for me, he's way too neurotic. You only saw a little bit of it, Jacob. You didn't see when he grew. Hmm. Um, so then... Do you little bird? They originally did it, and it was a 30-run episode, and they weren't going to renew it after that. But then the people who were running the show sent out letters to the Barney fan club, everyone saying, no, our show's going to get canceled. Send letters in. And so they attacked, basically, the PBS studios. Uh, the, the executive described it as like an insurrection. And then they finally relented and let Barney continue to be on the air. And it was a huge hit. I actually remember, so my kids watched this one a whole bunch, and I knew which season it was on based on the cast of characters. Because, <laughs> because the they one girl like, was like 40 by the end of it? Totally. But, uh, you know, you would have like the Selena Gomez season or the Demi Lovato season. I think Selena Gomez was, was she that one or was she, oh, she, I thought she was another one. No, she was in Barney as well. Well, she's real examples together. you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. And so they'd always oh. have like a rotating crew of kids that would be like every two years, and then they would switch up because they would get just too old for the show. <laughs> yeah, they would have to rotate them out. Oh, yeah, she was totally in Barney. And friends. Mm -hmm. That was the one. I remember Demi Lovato, but I couldn't remember Selena Gomez. And this is one where people have criticized the show. In fact, some of them blame it as for the sense of entitlement seen in Generation Y. What? They blame Barney? With Barney, because he does not assist children in learning to deal with negative feelings and emotions. His whole world is about denial and just living your imagination and not facing real problems. Barney and Friends is also ranked number 50. On TV Guide's 2002 list of the 50 worst TV shows of all time, which That's seems a little mean. low for me. But Barney and So Friends. he had songs like, this is your safe space. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ever let anyone question your feelings. Everyone's a snowflake. We're all different. <laughs> I like when we just try to sound like we have a cold. That's basically Barney. <laughs> That's how he sounds. Yeah. yeah. I love it. There you go. Barney and Friends. All right. For the next category, what... Kids show was sneakily educational. Do it, Rockapella. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about this Where one. In the world is Carmen San Diego. So, Jacob, any concept of this one? Carmen San Diego? Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Uh, yeah. So, this was a series of video games. Uh, in the mid-90s, or early, early 90s. I, I, yeah, games. I played the video game, actually. Yeah, so the video games came yeah. out, and then they were a hit, so they decided to create a TV show based on the video yeah, game. Yeah, never saw the show, but definitely played the video game. On the video game, so five, this ran from, this TV show ran from uh, 1991 to 1995, five seasons, 295 episodes. And I don't know, I probably watched every single one of Me them. Me too. Wasn't it your dream to actually wow. be on the game show? Yes, I always wanted in to fact, be on this game show. They always ended the show with geography where they would put, you know, or counties or states or countries. And I was always like, I don't know if I could do it in a minute because well, you so have to locate which is the capital. Let me yeah. pull it back real quick. Yes. So we the whole thing an episode where I just tell stories from my childhood <laughs> just, just for some juxtaposition with all of this. <laughs> But so they, true. Oh, we should just incorporate that here. I'll just every now and again. You know what I did instead of that? <laughs> <laughs> Manual labor. 
So the show is a game show, and three kids would go on there, and they would be trying to find Carmen Sandiego, this this master thief who would steal things like the Eiffel Tower or of the, world. the Grand Canyon. But she would always have minions do she the would. work for and them. And so then the, the kids would have to locate them through clues. So they'd be like, you know, this is a place that's just above Germany and has this as their currency. And then they'd buzz in and they'd guess. Or yes. they, they wouldn't even buzz in. They'd hold up placards and say, like, I said, uh, I can't even think of Sweden or something like that. Yeah. And then uh, they would have the chief would be on there and she'd give them assignments. But the whole thing is it's this game show. And at the end, you could win. I think it was a flight, a vacation, a flight to anywhere in the world. And a, to in an international radio, Joel. Yes. <laughs> and also you get you get a subscription to National Geographic because they were the <laughs> ones who originally sponsored this. I think it was National Geographic. It was Toyota. Double trouble troubles. But this one was Ding so sneaky Jane. because I wanted to be on this game show so bad. And I knew if I had to, I had to study geography. Yeah. And I learned things like where, you know, where they used rupees as form of currency and things like that because of this show. And then at the end when they had the map. That's Washington County, and you had right? to Yes, exactly. You had to run around and like put this uh, pole with a light on top of it on certain areas of the map. Yeah. I wanted to do that so bad because it was like the United States of America. And I was oh, of like, course. You know that? But uh, this Rockapella with their theme and just the characters like... Characters like the Contessa, Double Trouble, Eartha Brute, Patty Larceny, and Robo Crook. Yeah. It was all very entertaining, but it was just sneakily teaching you geography, which is one of the most boring subjects. Yeah, it really is. And yet this one did it. I was very impressed by it. Great choice. Um, it also had a sequel series as well. By the way, this was uh, created partially in response to the National Geographic survey that indicated Americans had an alarmingly little knowledge of geography, with one in four being able to, un- to unable to locate the Soviet Union, which existed back then, yeah. and the Pacific Ocean. Wow. And so they were like, we need to do something about that. So they created this. And you know, the South Africa and the Iraq. Yeah, such yeah. as. <laughs> such as. But like. uh, And I'd like to give an honorable mention to, to Wishbone. I really wanted to talk about Wishbone here because it was a, it was a dog in costume, but it was teaching you classic as literature. As a fellow. Yes. And I loved it. And it was one yeah. of those sneaky ones where I'm like, they're teaching me literature and I love it. The Time Machine episode of Wishbone, but Wishbone was really creepy, actually. Yeah. They had like actual Morlocks and everything. Yeah. Anyway, those yeah, are those good choices. Sneakly educational. Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? All right. Mine is Yo Gabba Gabba. Gabba. You're saying you're saying you're putting Yo Gabba Gabba. Yo Gabba Gabba is the in, name of the show? In a positive category. 100%. Okay. Is the show for stoners? Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> Stoner kids? No. no. Oh, Stoner no. parents? Flintstone vitamins? Yes. yes. <laughs> Flintstoners. <laughs> <laughs> That's a new term. Hashtag Flintstoners. 73 episodes. This went from 2007 to 2019. So just this year was canceled. And it's kind of funny with these shows. Like, even though they have, they say it's like three seasons, it goes like 12 years. Yeah, they like have hiatuses and reruns. And So, Jake, let me explain this show to you. Okay. So there's a guy that walks out in a, he's like this thin dude wearing an orange jumpsuit I mean. and a big, tall marching band hat. And he comes out and he puts pulls out this diorama. And there are little creatures that basically that becomes your playset. That's who the the actors are, like a robot or a cat or a little green guy named Broby, like a little goblin looking guy. And that's he looks down on them as they perform the show for a half hour. Much like Kent looks down on us as we perform this show. (laughs) Yeah. Play Bacon Cell. So here's what I learned from this show. This show teaches you and they use. um, He's cute. They use pop and rock rock acts, like indie acts, to sing some of these songs, or they'll bring in like celebrities. Yeah, like Jack Black was on an episode of Yo Gabba Gabba, I saw. So, for example, like, and this one really is built for... Well, I see a, a dude that's not 
totally in a costume. Were they all in costume? That's, that's, DJ, the, that's DJ the dude Lance. that's watching the show. He's the one that's looking down on you. Uh, okay. So this show has had The Killers, Bismarcky was a regular, Jimmy Eat World, My Chemical Romance, Weezer, what? The Roots, and Weird Al all appearing and singing songs. And do you know what they sing about? What? Don't Bite Your Friends. There's a party in my tummy. So yummy. So, so yummy. <laughs> it's and no. And what I'm saying is these are morals that they're teaching. Like they're saying, if you fail, it's okay. Try again. One of my favorite songs that's from the show you should just is give up. You Don't Always Get What You Want. It's a show that's, that's telling kids. That's a Rolling Stones song. Yeah. <laughs> like, you are you going to say? No, but it's all, you, you, you don't mean? always get what you want. Oh, no, you don't. And it's saying, uh, so quit asking your parents because you don't always get what you want. <laughs> I love it. Also, it teaches you a dance in every episode. So it's saying, get off the couch and let's dance. It teaches you how to draw. There's puzzle and matching games. And Plex the Robot will teach you basic daily skills like brushing your teeth, making lemonade, and putting on your pajamas. Like, honestly, this show is zany. 100%. Jack Black shows up once and dresses as DJ Isn't Lance. Isn't this a local show? Like, it was created around here or something like that? Uh, by some creators here. Because they also did the Aquabat show as well. Yeah. Yeah, they did. And uh, Jared Hess had something to do with it as well. Like, it is random humor, but it also teaches you lessons. And I... Bacon sale. Love this show. In fact, with when my daughter was... Like one, even though she couldn't even pay attention to the TV, I was like, yeah, let's watch a kid's show. And it would always be Yo Gabba Gabba. I love it. And they wow. have live shows. They tour around with yeah. live shows all the time. Or they did. I don't know if they still do. My favorite part about this episode is that you guys could make, you could be making it all up. Like all <laughs> we of a, this. We, like the like, Yo Gabba hey, Gabba. There's a show called a Yo Gabba Gabba. The killers are on Did it. I make up that search page? <laughs> I'm like, Maybe. I'm like, hmm, okay, well, all right. Well, the, the next one you're definitely going to think I'm making up, by the way. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. All right. Next category, then. I can't wait to hear this. Is the show that didn't age well or the host? The, yeah. Either the, ho- the host or the show, one of them didn't age well. And Kent, I'm hoping, I'm hoping you picked one for this that I wanted you to pick. Can we finger boop right now? Maybe. Slim Goodbody. Nope. Ah! But no dang it, that's a good you choice. It. That is such a good choice. Why did I think of Slim Goodbody? How could you not think of Slim oh Goodbody? Oh my gosh! Now, Jake, let me explain Slim Good Goodbody for you. Okay? Was, that, was that a TV show that was like... How, how could I not think of Slim he, Goodbody? All I remember is watching oh, that like a, a video that on a VHS in it's, class. It's a spinoff of Captain Kangaroo. So oh. his character, he would actually use as a motivational speaker. And then he was on many kids shows. And then he got his own and would keep doing specials. So... Whoa. <laughs> I just showed Jacob a picture. Does it seem like I just showed you Starfish Hitler a little bit? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot about this. I yeah. thought for sure you were going to mention Blue's Clues. Oh, okay. No, well, so this one, it really didn't age well because it's... I was talking about the host there. But yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh, poor yeah. Steve. Can we, Steve. Just use exactly. him? Can we just use him for like our bacon sale image or something? I have honestly always wanted to be him for Halloween. You should I, totally be for Halloween. But I don't dare. Because Dude, oh, you were Captain Planet. <laughs> you were Mr. Mistopheles. Yeah. You can be Slim yeah, Goodbody. Yeah, you've done it, man. You've already done it. Okay, you're right. Do it this year. So, okay, I will. He hasn't. I will. <laughs> yeah, you just got worried. I did. I just realized where you work. I have to show up to work. <laughs> so it's this guy with a 70s afro. Yep. He looks like kind of a trashy Look this one up, everybody. Star. Slim, he looks like Richard body. Simmons. Yeah. A, a, ta- really, a taller, looks, thinner Richard Simmons. He looks Simmons. just like Richard Simmons. And he wears a unitard that has organs and anatomy. Well, not all anatomy, but anatomy Imagine as well. if your body were turned inside out. Yeah. That's what it looks like. So 
let me explain this the show to you. He just wanted to keep kids healthy and active. Like that was his whole MO. And so he would go around the, the nation teaching this and be on shows. But yeah, he wore this unitard and his guts were showing. It was just so unappealing. Also, the name Slim Goodbody, like that doesn't age well in 2019. Like you can't actually but say I love Slim these videos. With the te- Goodbody. When the science teachers were watching a Slim Goodbody uh, episode or video, yeah. all the kids would be like, yay. And I'd be in there like, yeah, Slim Goodbody episodes. Yeah. And Question, do you remember, Joel, yes. would you put Slim Goodbody on a poster in your kid's room? Yes. I think I would too. <laughs> you would? <laughs> Maybe my room. Maybe like my office. But like yeah, he, he was, was saying. Yeah, he was really just trying to get kids to be healthy. But then he went to subjects that were maybe more outer. Like, so he, like, obviously, child obesity is where he started. But then his shows were about bullying, personal safety, self esteem, literacy. And then he was going for a stretch, which is environmentalism. So Slim Goodbody just wanted everyone to be good and great all the time mm. the show really kind of disappeared and so did he uh and also we could do a whole show on some goodbye i know do you want to Maybe. save for some goodbye show <laughs> do you remember the guy who was kind of like the 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 star and this character actor in the 80s and he always seemed like mad and he was on some goodbody and he was in ghost he was in ghost he was like the ghost that taught uh, Patrick Swayze. Oh yeah, the guy that looks like Stephen Wright, but it's not. Yes, that's yeah. him. Yeah. He was on Slim Good Body, and so when I saw him on Ghost, it really threw me off. Now I need to Google a Slim Good Body costume for Halloween, or make it yourself. But I'll, I, I'll find you one. Here I'm saying the show didn't age well because of that costume, and I have to wear that in public. Yes, and you have to wear the afro too. It's perfect. It's kind of amazing. Honestly. It is kind of amazing. It's got to be out there. I bet you on some random website they've got Slim Bo- Slim Good Body body suits. Yeah, as long as I don't have to draw it myself, because that's just weird. Yeah, well, you're a pretty good drawer. I think you could handle that. <laughs> All right, Joel, what's yours? You're not going to agree with mine, Kent, but I have a reason why. Okay. I chose Reading Rainbow. Oh. Butterfly in the sky. I could fly t- twice as high. Take a look. It's in a book with Reading, Reading Rainbow. Rainbow. How dare you? And I'm going to dispute everything you're about to say. One of my favorite shows, Dispute Reading that. Rainbow. Why are you saying this? Uh, it ran from 1983 to 2006, 21 seasons, 155 episodes. It is the third longest running children's series in PBS history. And I, I mean, LeVar Burton, iconic absolutely, as the host of this show. But I don't, don't take even, my word for I it. I don't know if he did anything else beyond this in any <laughs> sci-fi shows. But in this show, he was amazing. What? And I feel like... Do you this, know why I know this show? Why? Community. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the community to make the reference where he mm-hmm. wants to meet him and all that. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason you know this show, Reading Rainbow? Uh-huh. Wow. So I, I would love Can this I ask show. you a question, Jake? Did you read as a child? Did you know how to read? Yeah, I was a good reader, actually. Were, are you sure? Because we watch TV to learn how to read. <laughs> <laughs> I read all the time. I had to read. Wait a minute. I was a better reader, probably. So this one uh, is a show where, if you don't know Reading Rainbow, Jacob, let me tell you, it's really just introducing you to books and reading. So like they'll read a book to you on the show. Literally, they'll read a book to you on the show. Or they'll talk about their favorite books. And they'll say, but don't take my word for it. But um bum They'll give you recommendations at your local library. They'll talk about he. I, the clip I showed my Sounds kids. Boring. Why would kids um, watch that? They, they was they were milking. They showed how milk was yeah. made and like mm-hmm. went to a dairy farm. I remember when there was? I think there was one where like we were talking about crayons being made. Or maybe yeah. that was Mister Rogers. Mister Rogers. It might Mister Rogers. Anyway, but I remember he'd do these educational kind of field trips as well. But the reason I say this doesn't this didn't age well because Levar Burton he's still awesome, but I tried to show this to my kids. I was I got a couple oh, no. old DVDs from the library, put them in. Let them watch it, and they were bored. Like it they were boring. Not, they were I'm not saying. doing I, well with. I it. have an episode I need you to share with them. It's the episode called Abiyoyo, and it's where bless you. 
There's a, yeah, because they read a book in every episode, and there's this story about Abba Yo-Yo where a giant comes to town, mm-hmm. and a father and son play their fiddle and scare it away, basically. Oh. And it's it's very good. Like, I actually had to listen to it the other day just for fun. I may I may look it up. Because yeah. I, I want to show my kids one that they like, but they, they for this, I'm saying it doesn't age well because the generation now... Didn't quite, so, and my kids love reading. That's had, why I thought they'd love it. He actually did a Kickstarter three years ago. Lavar Burton. I'll tell you why. Okay, so they did a Kickstarter, and they were go, they were going to like make an app available to a, like a lot of different schools mm-hmm. stuff like that because Reading Rainbow went off the air, and they wanted to revive it somehow. So they did they did a Kickstarter. It raised f- over five million dollars, and oh no, they, they, over six million dollars. Excuse me. They, they got a actually a million dollar grant from Seth MacFarlane actually. And then they had one hundred over 105,000 backers, which is the most backers on any Kickstarter. At least it was back in 2015. Well, uh, but then after they did the Kickstarter, there was a wide ranging lawsuit against Reading Rainbow, against Burton uh, by the television studio, I believe, WNED. You know what? I do remember hearing about that. Where basically they said you can't use the properties like that. And so they pulled back wow. the rights. And it's still kind of as of, you know, on the website, I think it says something like the legal disputes are still ongoing and and we're working on the next chapter of Reading Rainbow and things like that. And so that's another reason I didn't think it age well because they were trying to keep it alive and, and the legal system just wouldn't wow. let it happen. So I love the show. I think it's a great show, but that's my pick for didn't age well. That hurts me a little bit, but I get your point. Yes. Kent, I have, I have some bad news. Go Slim Goodbody is not readily available on the internet to buy as a costume. <laughs> I have just checked. <laughs> you, I did find some male like body. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> okay. no, uh-uh. <laughs> but you could. Uh, okay. Nope. <laughs> All right. For the next category, what's the show that just barely counts as educational? Lala. Oh. Tinky Winky. Dipsy. Tinky Winky. I'm talking about Teletubbies. What do you mean? This nightmare dimension where these <laughs> random creatures have to wake up and perform duties for a baby son? A, a, a baby in a son, yes. not a baby son. Sun baby? Sun baby. Uh, so if you don't know what Teletubbies is, Jacob, do you know Teletubbies? Uh, yeah, I mean, I know of they, it. I haven't entered into it. the into the cultural realm of pop culture. This ran from 1997 to February of 2001. And then they did a revived series in 2015 that's still running today. What? Yes. Nine Same seasons, characters? Four, uh, probably. I don't watch it. Does it matter? Nine seasons, 425, <laughs> yeah. 425 episodes. And this is the most mindless drivel you're ever going to see. Like we talked about baby Einstein earlier and how that actually turned out not to be that good for babies' brains. They found yeah. out eh, there's really no increase or decrease. It just keeps them entertained. This is just noise. Like you're watching this and they're not even like saying words. They're barely saying anything. And there's a sun baby and there's rabbits running around. And there's a robot vacuum that like will for comedic relief. It feels it sounds, that, from that description. It sounds like the best one. It feels so far. like they're in a concentration camp a little bit. Oh no! Because the megaphone comes out of the ground and tells them to get to work, and then it tells them when to go to bed. So you're saying their their main shelter, known as the Tubbytronic Superdome, <laughs> is a bad place? Yes. <laughs> Where the rabbits run free. That's all the only animal in this entire world is rabbits. But they're enclosed. It's like they're in some weird biosphere where but, they can't escape. And if you don't know Teletubbies, I forgot to mention this. It's four characters. And they are weird alien-like creatures that mm-hmm. have, like, TVs in their bellies. Yes. And they they talk in, like, one-year-old, two-year-old gibberish. Like, oh, I've got a telly in my tummy. Tinky like, winky. Tinky winky? Oh. Now, like I said, it started... <laughs> we just make those gasps. Well, their voices so are weird. Like, I, was, I watched the clip today, and I hated every minute of it. 
but but they started in 97 like mm-hmm. i said in october by october 2000 the franchise the franchise had generated over 1.61 billion dollars in merchandise sales people loved the teletubbies and i don't understand why so they have their strange vacuum contraption i don't know to call it blue vacuum cleaner called new mm-hmm. new yeah and then they had the voice trumpets as you mentioned popping mm-hmm. up out of the ground telling them what to do and then there's the, the four Teletubbies, Tinky Winky, Dipsy, Lala, and Poe. And the only reason I really... One good thing I can say about Teletubbies is we did a Divine Comedy sketch of Teletubbies. Yeah. And it was Tinky Winky, Dipsy, Lala, and Edgar Allan Poe. Oh, okay. Well done. And let's just say Tinky Winky ended up under the floorboards. <laughs> it was a pretty dark sketch. <laughs> oh, it's, it's on YouTube. sensitive one. You can find it. Yeah. Uh, but this is one where people... Like I said, barely educational is the, is the category here. And people have said, like there was a professor at Wake Forest University said that toddlers learn more from an adult speaker than they do from programs such as Teletubbies. And they said it's just a mixture of bright colors, repetitive nonverbal dialogue, and a ritualistic format is what they talk, called it. That just kind of makes your mind turn to mush. Yeah. And speaking of ritualistic, like they were there to entertain the baby in the sun. Truthfully, this doesn't like, sound like barely educational. It sounds like not, not at, at all. all. But they're trying. Like honestly, Jacob, I'm not kidding. When they'll point at a flower and be like flower, and another one will come up flower, and then they'll go flower. That's the amount of education because it's repetition. Like that works yeah. for children, but that's about it. It's so bad. That's a great choice. But mine. This is serious. Wonder pets. Oh, Wonder Pets. I didn't I haven't watched much of it. You haven't? No. So Wonder Pets, they're Tell coming me everything like, about Wonder Pets, Kent. They're the animation I'm is more like paper cutouts that they animate and move uh almost like stop motion a little bit. And so it, it each episode follows the adventures of three classroom pets. Lenny the guinea pig, Ming Ming the duckling, and Tuck the turtle. They travel around the globe helping to rescue animals who need their help. And so essentially they will be in their cages, class ends, and they're sitting there and they're talking to each other and they get a call from an animal in help. Let's say an animal on top of Mount Everest that needs to get, <laughs> get away, like, right? right? And they're stuck and their wing's broken. And so they get a Frisbee and they get all this like paper mache and they make a plane, essentially, or like a hot air balloon, and they go travel to the animal and so like save the It's like of the animal world. A little bit. Okay. Yeah, and that that is the show. Like... They just go help people and then they kind of talk about being friends with each other. I really think it's happening inside their minds, though. Like they never actually leave the classroom. Mm-hmm. I don't think I think these animals are just a little bit insane. Most and of these so shows they have a shared like delusion. Animation. Yeah, it's shared delusion <laughs> of children's <laughs> of, programming. Of Wonder Pets. <laughs> but there, there really is good music like this is serious. Uh, there's what's going to work, teamwork. And so it does teach a lot about unity but that's about it i watch this show a lot with the girls and i would just kind of laugh and be like oh is this the one where they save the crow again or they save the baby giraffe and it's so repetitive and really it's all about friendship and that is it that's all you need kent oh oh that was so sweet yeah so it is educational i'm sorry i was wrong (laughs) all right next category is going to be don't mind watching with my kids so we've talked about a lot of the annoying ones but this is one where actually if they put it on you're like i'm good with that not only do I not mind watching this show, I choose to watch this show. No, Avatar doesn't count yet. No. It's not educational, but awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is incredibly awesome. I, it teaches you a lot. What are you talking about? Well, but not, not exclusively educational. How to earthbend and airbend. We need to, save it for our Avatar Less Airbender <laughs> show. We need one of those. The show I'm choosing is the one that I would say, hey, girls, can we watch this show? And they'd be like, no, let's watch something like Sophia the First. I'm like, no, let's watch Backyardigans. I love that show so much. 
Backyardigans is five high-spirited best friends, Uniqua, Austin, Tyrone, Tasha, and Pablo, who are animals, use their vivid imaginations to create musical and interactive adventures in their backyard. You've brought up the show before. Uniqua. Yes, Uniqua is... uh, I love that So there's like penguins, there's little moose, there's a kangaroo. Uniqua? My next daughter is going to be named Uniqua. Uniqua? She is just a Uniqua. There's no breed or species of animal. I don't know if I've seen an episode of this. I would like you to. So what they do, it's a little bit like Muppet Babies, which I don't like. Love Muppet Babies. But they'll, so they go in their backyard and they'll say, like, let's go on an adventure and let's get a snack. And so basically they will be in a James Bond spoof or a Indiana Jones spoof. So it's kind of these spoofs that adults would get. Yes. Okay. And not only that, but in each episode, there's about two to three songs and the songs are really good. And not only that, they actually do motion capture of children for this show, for uh, for the dances and they use like because it's like CG animation, like mm-hmm. you know, but it's like early mid two thousand CG. Yeah. So this was actually on from two thousand four to two thousand thirteen, and so when the uh, cartoons are dancing, it's actually like kids dancing. It looks genuine, okay. actually, and so it, it's cool. it's actually really entertaining to watch. Like there's perfect harmonies in the song, fun lyrics, and this this show is all about imagination, and it's all about genre spoofs. Okay. And there's like a Star Wars one, but they don't call it out like as much as Muppet Babies did. It's just kind of like space adventure or something. But you, you get it. Generic so they don't get sued. Absolutely. Uh, fun fact about this one. I found this one in IMDb trivia. The name of the show without Iggins, I-G-A-N-S, is Backyard. And that's where they play at. Five out of 13 people found this interesting. <laughs> I love what you give them. That is a terrible fact. <laughs> Isn't that the worst <laughs> terrible fact? But I love Backyardigans. And yeah, it was like 80 episodes and I've probably seen half of them. Mm-hmm. But there are some songs that I still enjoy that granted, I think my are kids have your, aged. Yeah, they're on my Spotify phone? playlist. Yeah, exactly. I, I think my kids have aged out of this and it makes me kind of sad. Yeah. So yeah. Well, you bring up aging can, out. You can still watch it. <laughs> can I still watch it? Mm-hmm. You bring up uh, aging out and this is one for me. This is one my kids used to watch a lot mm-hmm. and I wish they'd watch it still okay. because the older kids have kind of, this is bigger back in maybe the early 2000 or late 2006, excuse me. But it's Word Girl. Oh yeah. Word up. So Word Girl is uh, the story. It's this girl. Oh, hold on. I'm going to find the synopsis here. The series stars Word Girl, a girl with superpowers whose secret identity is Becky Botsford, a student. She also has Captain Huggy Face, yeah. which is a monkey who was actually the pilot. She's from another planet, and the pilot was flying here, and then he uh, lost control and then crash landed on Earth. She's adopted by a family here on Earth. So she's a superhero with superpowers, but the whole show is clever. This, yes. this ran from 2007 to 2015, eight seasons, 130 episodes. It's actually a spinoff of another PBS show called uh, Maya and Miguel, which I don't know. Yeah. A lot of the humor is really similar to Powerpuff Girls. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. This, this feels like Powerpuff Girls in, that, in the sense that they throw out these With education. Jokes. Yeah, but it's educational. And it's all about learning new words. Like, that's the thing. It's all about vocabulary. Like, they'll do an episode where they talk about cumbersome. Mm-hmm. And then the whole time they'll, they'll bring that the word song? up. No, yeah, <laughs> seven Mary be, three. Yeah, seven Mary three so. They were on Yo Gaba Gaba, actually. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, they, I bet they, they were. Yeah. They do it where they like they, they, the word is cumbersome, and so they'll use it throughout the show. And the bad guys always use it wrong, and then she has to correct them. Uh, Chris Parnell from S from Saturday Night Live is mm-hmm. actually the narrator, and they use a lot of comedians in there. Like, and Patton Oswalt was in there as a yeah. as a bad guy for a while, but the whole time it's like. I, I want to equate it to like series of unfortunate events, the new version. Yeah, where it's just that witty wordplay the entire time, and they're going back and forth. And they're teaching kids about these literary concepts. And, you know, I'm also you know, an English major. So to me, that really appeals to me. Right. But anytime my kids wanted to watch Word Girl, I'd be like, yes, I'm down with watching Word Girl. 
and they don't watch it anymore. I'm kind of like, can we watch that again? In fact, the <laughs> writers, gonna- the writers that they chose for this show aren't ones from like previous children's shows. It's writers from The Onion and Family Guy. Like they're using comedic writers and comedic actors. That makes sense, actually. And the creator of the show said that uh, part of her mission was to make children's television smart and funny, and that ki- that people often underestimate children's intelligence. So she's not speaking down to them. She's just making a good show, and it happens to be educational as well. well how many episodes of, uh, was there? 130. Oh, wow. Yes, Quite so a plenty bit. of Word Girl out wow. there. Word Girl. Word up. Word up. Haha, <laughs> I nailed it. <laughs> All right, next category is going to be sets the worst example. As an educational show, it seems like that would be hard to come by with an no, educational you'd be surprised. show. Yeah. Well, mine, the original run, Kent, you ready for this? I'm going to see if you can guess it. The original <laughs> run was from 94 to 97, four seasons, 52 episodes, but was recently revived on Netflix in 2017. The Magic School Bus. That's right. That's the one. That's got a bad example. The Magic School Absolutely. Bus. Absolutely. It's a bad example mm. because Miss Frizzle puts her children in mortal danger every single episode. There was a terrifying Disney movie called Journey. Um, what was that? Oh, The Incredible Journey. Oh, yeah. The one with the animals? No. The, oh, what was that one? No, I'll just cut this. But no, the one where they shrink and they go into a person's body. Oh, inner space. No, no, no. Anyways, I'll cut this. But no, there's... <laughs> I'm going to find it. You go. Okay. So the Magic School Bus, if you don't know this series, it's about a, a teacher named Miss Frizzle, or Frizz, as she likes to be called, the Frizz. And she has a group of students, and every time she comes in the classroom, they're like, we're going to learn something. And she walks in and is like, let's go in the bus. Voiced by Lily Tomlin. Yeah. Let's go in the bus. And they all go in the bus, and it shrinks down or grows or flies or teleports, whatever it needs to do. And she'll have them like at the, in, in a, on the edge of a volcano or in a volcano. Or the one episode I really remember is when they go, there's a sick student yeah. and they go mm-hmm. inside his body to help him get healed and they're like they could have be, killed him they're gonna be eaten would, by like the white blood cells jake if they would have gotten into his uh, arteries okay. they could have killed him yeah so they i just always think about this as like it's a fun show honestly it's a fun show but i always think of miss frizzle and i'm like oh man sounds that's sounds irresponsible it's, it's an interesting show yeah it's just an irresponsible teacher i think moral danger is going to raise the stakes right a little bit yeah so okay. mine for Seth's worst example is did it did did dora this show i don't even know what they're trying to sell us because there are basically no parents whatsoever Mm-mm. maybe you'll see her parents say welcome home after your journey past the grumpy tr- old troll bridge yep. the rapid river yep. hissing snakes yep. and dropping the ring into mount doom like i don't know <laughs> i don't think that's in there but okay <laughs> but it seems like she goes on these adventures and there's always three obstacles she needs to get past right she's four Dora the Explorer she was four. is four for eight seasons, and then she turned nine. And they glammed her up. And nine. she was nine. Yeah. Glamous nine. By the way, Dora is five feet, one inches as a four-year-old. As a four-year-old? Mm-hmm. That's a huge four-year-old. What a, what a freak. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> so this one was 196 episodes, went from 2000 to 2019, and um, this is just kind of... Oh, like it teaches bad lessons. Obviously, Dora is going off on her own. She has a little monkey friend. There's a a map that is the most annoying thing. I'm the map. 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 But where is the map map held? In the backpack? Backpack, backpack. Oh, gosh. Also, this hurts. This makes kids, uh, it makes kids not fear like thieves or bad people because Cause a swiper. Because swiper, all you need to do is if someone's trying to steal something from you, you just call them out and they swiper. Walk, no swiping. And you call them out and they and then they go, oh man, and they walk away. <laughs> Creeper. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh man. And so this one is just, uh, it's just 
strange. And I, I always watch it on my kids. Never go off on your own and <laughs> never just take a map. You know, yeah. bring bring my phone. I don't know. A map. What is um, that exactly? Also, parents guide on this one. Dora's belly button is occasionally shown, <laughs> but it's but it's nothing too graphic. So 146 too out of 286 graphic. found this severe. Oh gosh, what is wrong with IMDb? Severe? <laughs> severe. What does that even mean? But yeah, Dora went on way too long. That said, we watched many, many episodes mm-hmm. and she always stares at the camera. Awkward sounds. Well, Have you seen favorite the movie? part of the episode? No, I haven't seen the movie yet. It is skewed, obviously, for more for teenagers. It has the girl from Instant Family as Dora. Oh, yeah? Yeah, the one that you wanted yeah. to win. Uh, was it you? The one yeah, I did. Win, like, yeah, I thought she did a great best job. Supporting actress. She was great, yeah. So I, I am going to see it. I don't know if I'm going to take my girl, so I think it's a little skews a little too old on no, that. I'll have to see it myself. But the show... There's some charm to it, but then they went Dora and Friends, and they got rid of Boots and the imagination. I mean, without Boots, I mean... Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what I'm talking about. Next category is going to be the best character slash host. What show had the best character? Joel and I agree on this one. I can see it in his eyes. If we don't agree on this one, you've got issues. It's... Fred Rogers. Okay, good. We agree. Mr. Rogers. All right. From Mr. Rogers. Mine was actually Steve from Blue's Clues. It's my uncle. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's Mr. Rogers. Of course it is. And he's the patron saint of public education. You think of you think of amazing television hosts. Yes. Regardless of format, and it's Mr. Rogers is one of the best ones out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1968 to 2001, 31 seasons, 912 episodes. Wow. 900. In May 1997, this actually surpassed King- Captain Kangaroo as the longest-running longest children's television series, but then it was actually beat by Sesame Street later on. Okay, because Sesame so, Street just goes on and on and on well, forever. Because they don't have a real person in there. It's puppets. You can swap the, the actors out. Yeah. But Mr. Rogers was Mr. Rogers. If he's gone, what do you have? So there's an upcoming movie with I mean, Tom Hanks as Mr. Rogers. Uh, it's not my I favorite. I watched the trailer. Is there? Yeah. Yeah, I watched the trailer and it... it like honestly, a documentary? Or no, it's, uh, like a, it's like a fictionalized... Like Tom Hanks is playing Mr. Rogers. Oh, okay. But I can only see Tom Hanks. I can't see Mr. Rogers. And so we the talked about this. Sense, we talked about this last year, but the documentary Won't You Be My Neighbor is phenomenal. It's really good. It brings me to tears and that doesn't happen often. And so truthfully, what this man did of just showing love to your fellow man and listening to them. This, he had such compassion for everyone. And he, you know, there were so many kids that came on the show that were probably nervous or felt like, like, let's say they were disabled or they felt left out of something. He would just listen to them. I honestly love. I can't watch those clips without getting emotional every single time. Yeah. And one of my favorite things too, is that he was just so genuine. He was like, he said actually that one of his, one of his uh, goals was to behave naturally on camera, like to never ham it up or act or be anything weird mm-hmm. because he, he said some weird stuff though. one of the greatest gifts you can give anybody is the gift of your honest self i also believe that kids can spot a phony a mile away and it was so true which is weird because we look at this person and he seems so cheesy that he's not real right at all but i think that was just his demeanor it I was is so a little worried. uncanny i was so worried when uh uh what is it neighbor won't you be my neighbor came yes. out that it was going to like slander the name of fred rogers but in the end you're like he really is a good guy right he won a bunch of awards like the Presidential Medal of Freedom in 2002, the TCA Lifetime Achievement Award in 97, and the Peabody Award in 1993. I mean, the man deserved so many more awards than this, but yeah. I think he got that through his viewership and people that loved watching him for over 30 years. When you think about it, too, like he was Mr. Rogers on camera being Mr. Rogers, mm-hmm. but also in the land of make believe. He basically was every single character there, like every voice in there was him. Yeah, I, I, that's I, the part that I always thought was weird. By the way, I, 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 I kind of hated the puppet show. <laughs> I did. Hey, I did see a little bit of Mr. Rogers growing up. 
There you go. Did you? Yeah. yeah. Well, he would always make a clear point of like delineating what is real and what is fantasy. Like he'd explain, okay, now we're going to fantasy land. Mm-hmm. They're going to do this and this and this with little characters. And then they go in there and actually perform it out. Cause he said, I want children to understand there's a difference between imagination and reality. Have you shown this to your kids, Joel? Yes. They love it. They do. They do. Cause there's Daniel Tiger's night neighborhood. Yes, there is. Right. That's and so obviously the they're going to watch that as a little more poppy and there's, there's, more fun music, right? right? Right. But I'm glad they can still appreciate Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Yeah, they do. They still like it. Like I put it on, actually I put on the clip and my kids are like, yeah, Mr. Rogers. And I was like, really? right, kids. Because yep. he's a hero. He is a hero. He's a good guy. And he'd always end every episode by just saying, you always make each day a special day. You know how? Just by being yourself. There's only one person in the whole world that's like you and that's you. And people can like you just exactly the way you are. I'll be back next time. And I just like that. Positive message. Ah. Mr. Rogers. Yeah. All right. So going from the best character slash host or best host <laughs> to the show that you would rather stab yourself in the eyes than watch. Yes. Joel, will you start this one? Please? I will. And I'd, I'm going to add to it saying rather, st- I'd rather stab myself in the eyes and ears than watch. Yo soy Dora. Can you say uh. annoying? <laughs> don't stare at me that way. Please stop. No, please don't. Can you say annoying? <laughs> annoying. Please don't. Again. Uh. <laughs> This I show. wish you didn't do that for real, though. I'm, this glad, show. I'm glad he did it at you, not me. <laughs> <laughs> this show, honestly, I watch. She just yells the whole time. Like her, her volume is up here the entire time. This is how she talks the entire time. The whole show. Can you say the whole time? <laughs> the whole time. Right <laughs> bien. So it's a really annoying show. And then on top of it, she does these awkward pauses, and my kids don't play along. So she's like hey, where's such and such? And then my kids will stare at her and she'll be like, can you say such and such? And then nothing. Do you see the owl in the tree? Nothing. Yeah. And then it just, oh man, you, you already talked about this enough, so I'm not going to go into details, but it drives me nuts. Every time the show comes on, it drives me nuts. And it drives me nuts that my kids do like this one. And I was going to put it in Why Do My Kids Like This, but I wanted to put it here because this is the show that they put on. I'm like, I'm out of the room. I'm going somewhere else. Yeah. I can't take it. I can't hear it. <laughs> Uh, but one thing I found interesting about the show, two things I found interesting, is that apparently it says the original run was uh, August 2000 to August 2019. August 9th, 2019. Wow. Do you know what comes out on August 9th, 2019? The movie. Yeah. What? Okay. So I don't know why. If they're, if they're, oh, do they just stretch out the, the time and just basically say it went up till now because there's a new product? I, I don't know if it's ending. Okay. Like I, I wanted to do further research, but I didn't have time. And the other thing I wanted to point out that I thought was kind of interesting is this is actually in various uh, countries worldwide. They do this show. But usually what it is is they use the, the native language as the main language, and then they'll use English as the learning language in all these other countries. That's kind of clever. Like Norwegian, Russian, Hindi, German, like that's all there. And so and I did like, and I, one more positive thing I will say about it, if you go to the Mall of America, they have Nickelodeon Universe, and one of the funnest rides out there is Swiper's Sweeper. Yeah, it's really fun. It's like that. Lagoon You've been one. on this? Oh yeah, yeah. We went to the Mall of America and the whole Nickelodeon universe. It was a fun. It was like fun Bombora place. or where's it's, the it's Mall of like, America? It's in Minnesota. Minnesota. It's we, huge. Huh. Um, but I don't then, remember you going to Minnesota. It was before you. Oh, before yeah. me. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> before I met you, it's like that ride at Lagoon, the one with the with the jeeps that spins around really okay. fast around yeah. the edges. Yeah, the kid ride. But it was a lot of fun. So it's a kid ride. All the rides there are kids. Sure, rides, but yeah. yeah. So there you go, Dora. So annoying. All right, Kent. Beat that. Be more annoying than Joel was just now. I'm just a kid who's four. Each day I grow some more. I like exploring. I'm Caillou. 
the I thought you were going to say Kyle <laughs> most <laughs> annoying character to ever Kalu? grace Kylo yeah Kylo C A I L L O U is that it's right? like someone from Utah decided to <laughs> be like hey Kyle's a good name <laughs> let me spell it C A I L L O U oh man <laughs> Kyu Caillou. Jake. So tell, tell us ready. about Caillou. Show yeah, Caillou. Jake a picture of Caillou. It's basically, think of Doug if he were like sick. You were Doug from Nickelodeon? <laughs> nope. <laughs> I just snorted because that was so accurate. But here's the thing, Joel. He's not sick. That's Caillou. He's bald. He's not sick. This is a four. He's kind of got a Charlie Brown thing going on too. Kind yeah. of. Yeah. He's like a Canadian Charlie Brown who you hate. He also kind of looks like that evil baby in Family Guy. Less football shaped. Yeah. yeah. So this went from 1997 to 2010. There's 197 episodes. So here's the synopsis. An imaginative four-year-old boy learns life lessons and discovers new things with his friends and family. Let me tell you about Caillou. He's four. He's seven foot two, 171 pounds. <laughs> what a weirdo. <laughs> Think about that. Why do they even There's, release those these stats? These shows are full of like, freaks. Why was that necessary to now, release those stats? Seven foot two, and in the song he says, Each day I grow some more. Think about the horrific consequences of that <laughs> Yeah, that, That's an actual like genetic disease that he's dealing that with. Point, yes. yeah. yeah, I think so. So I would actually say if we were to talk about the worst art of any show, it would be this show easily. They don't yeah, even the fill the screen. Terrible. It's just terrible. It's kind of cloudy. His voice is the most annoying voice. And really all he does is he kind of bullies his little sister. He doesn't get his way. He whines a lot. Mm-hmm. And his parents kind of appease him. And that's the episode. In fact, it's it's a bit strange. In fact, there's a narrator. It's a grandma voice who is narrating to her grandchildren. It's and Ringo Starr again. Yeah. <laughs> and she has, oh, it's a Caillou doll. And she, she has a little doll of Caillou. And she's telling her grandkids these stories as if they're supposed to learn life lessons. But honestly, watch an episode. I dare you, Jake. Watch mm. one episode nope. and you will. Do you double dog dare me? Honestly, you'll never have another kid. I promise <laughs> you. I'm so glad I didn't see this one until I had kids because I was like, Mercy. Like, this is the best birth control there is. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) And, yeah, there's no moral to the story. You can go to sites, and there are dozens of sites. You do know you can avoid watching this show, In fact, that's what I was going to talk about. Sites dedicated to the hate about Caillou. One woman actually wrote Netflix on Twitter and said, Hey, Netflix, my kids like Caillou, and I think it's detestable. Can you remove it from my account so that they'll never see it available? And they let her. They deleted any mention of Caillou. Wow. Because they know. Everyone knows this is the worst character on TV. Maybe ever. I've seen it in passing, Kent. I've you haven't ne- seen a full episode? I've never stared directly into the sun here. I've never actually sat down and watched an episode. Because every time it's on, I'm like, ugh, switch. Oh, man. I, and just listen. I, I'm going to play the theme song probably at the end of the show. Because it's that <laughs> bad. Oh, I can't even. Uh, yeah. I want to sing the whole theme song. But I don't want to drive you crazy. Please watch an episode, you guys. Just play a little bit right now. Ugh. If you, oh, buy, if, you buy me, if you buy me food, I will watch an episode. Like, I will sit down and eat it while watching an episode. Deal. Okay. He will do punishment. anything for free food. Shake on it, Kent. Well, it's going to be cheap food. <laughs> That's okay. Kent's like, I have to actually buy you a meal. Those are bacon sale dollars, my friend. You're going to get, get a Taco Bell griller for okay. watching this. Okay. Okay. 99 Jake? No way. This is the show that you know way too much about. What is it? like a guilty pleasure or something here's the mail it never fails <laughs> it makes me want to wag my tail when it comes i want to well mail. Mail. 
Blue's Clues. Whose Clues? I've heard of that one. Blue's Clues. So good. You got to find another paw print. That's the second clue. You put it in your notebook and it's Whose Clues? Blue's Clues. So Blue is a puppy who puts her paw prints on three clues during the show. Steve has has to deduce the clues with the help of off-screen children to figure out what Blue wants to do. So this show I kind of became obsessed about. And I feel like in pop culture, we've all kind of become obsessed about, honestly. Right. Because Steve is the original host. And I, I could give you some background on Steve. But he was on, uh, I think, yeah, this one went till 2000. He went till 2002. So he was on the majority of the time. And then he was sent off. In fact, his cousin Joe <laughs> took over the show. Team Joe. Hashtag Team Joe. Stop it right now. <laughs> Joe is the worst. Steve is this, just this lovable guy who got the job. In fact, he really wanted to be a serious actor. And he had done like a Law & Order episode, a Dunkin' Donuts commercial. And the people who created the show said, yeah, I don't know. We want a female host and we want it to have an orange cat as well. But then they they saw him audition and they're like, this is our guy. And he had like long hair, earrings. He had stubble and he had to just look as clean cut as possible. And then he okay. wore his green striped shirt, his polo that he hated so much. And, you know, these khaki pants. And he just had the look of this dopey guy that hung out with an animated dog and they went and visited their neighbors and they they lived for clues all day and i actually enjoyed watching this one with my kids joel did you what did you like you this enjoy one talking about it now he it likes fine. it fine it was fine i was never a big fan of blues clues yeah i mean i i like the i like the music i think steve is super nice and then honestly the fact of ever so basically jake he disappeared everyone thought he died there was a conspiracy theory. Yeah. Really? Do you know why he left? Oh, I remember hearing about that. Was it just a few years ago? Yeah, they actually, well, the news came out a few years ago because everyone really thought he died. And so he showed up, I think it was on a talk show. He's been the double of Avril Lavigne this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and so he actually said he was inspired by the Flaming Lips album, The Soft Bulletin, because he used to write music when he was younger. And he said, I heard that and I wanted to start writing music again. So I'm going to quit the show because it's really not what I wanted to do. In fact, he felt quite insecure about his fame huh. as yeah. like a teacher. And he's like, I'm not a teacher. I'm just a television personality. And these kids shouldn't see me as this hero. And then he realized he was going bald. And that's truthfully the reason he left the show. Like he was losing his hair very quickly. He said, why would kids want to watch some guy lose his hair on TV? Wow. That's weird. Right. And so he We're left. Wig, Did dude. he not know about Breaking Bad? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Kids love Breaking Bad. Say my name. <laughs> Steve. <laughs> <laughs> but he looks like, I was going to say, he's embraced it now. He looks like Moby now. Yeah, he does look like Moby. And he also writes music and with some of the Flaming Lips guys. Uh, and Joe is the worst. So if anyone defends him, uh, shame on you. <laughs> it only lasted for two seasons with Joe. And then it became a puppet show called Blue's Room, where Blue could actually talk. Mm-hmm. And that didn't really didn't last go, long bah, either. Bah, 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 bah. The whole no, time? It's, yeah, it's not good. But so many great characters like Mailbox, Side Table Drawer, The Shakers. So they have Mr. Mr. Salt, Mrs. Pepper, Paprika, Cinnamon, Shovel and Pale. I could keep going. You're, you're missing some very, very important character there. Magenta. There you go. Yeah, and also featuring Magenta. Also, funny story about this one. Like I said, I know too much. So People Magazine in 2000, they actually named him as one of the sexiest eligible bachelors. Oh, my gosh. Steve, why from Blue's Clues? No. <laughs> and because you know he was single, and he was like, "Well, I don't really know how to find dates, and in fact, I don't want to be in the public eye because he's the host of a kids' TV show." Right. But he got a ton of letters, and he got this invite to a date from a swimsuit model. What? Yeah. And so he went to pick Kid, her up. You know what you got to do? What? You got to get on a kids' show. Yeah. I host. was just going to dress as Steve. Oh, lose your hair. No, you got to be on a kids' show. <laughs> Wait, I got to lose my hair too. Yeah, yeah, that's part of it. <laughs> 
But you got you got a letter from Swimsuit Model. They actually end up going out. Yeah. So he went to go pick her up, and he was like really nervous because like he's a pity a, date. He's a short guy, and she was very tall, and so he felt very insecure. She was seven foot two. Yeah, <laughs> she was Caillou. She was four. Oh. <laughs> and so all of a sudden, he he was walking out to the car, and like this is part of the story because he said this on a podcast just a few years ago. He looked at the he neighbor's the house. He really kid. knows too much about this. I know. Yeah. He's, he's shaming <laughs> you right now. Blues <laughs> podcast. No, it's not Blues Clues podcast. He was being interviewed about his time as a celebrity on a different podcast. Holy crap. We're going to have him on the show next week. So you can I would fan love out. that. I would yeah. totally fan out. So he saw in the neighbor's yard a big sign that said, so-and-so's birthday party, Blues Clues. And it was all Blues Clues de- de- decorations. And because he was on this date, he said, I'm going to try to make a good impression with this woman. Oh, no. And so he went in his car and he got his costume out, which he had on hand. What? And he had a whole bunch of like props and toys from the show. And he goes, terrible. Do you mind if we make a pit stop? And so he goes to this party. They're having a party in the backyard. Uninvited. Uninvited. Crashes a kid's birthday party. Parents are like, what's going on here? Did you hire this guy? But after some time, he said he made made a huge splash. The kids and adults loved After some time? And guess what? After four hours. His date, not a fan. She left. She totally ditched him. Like, did not care about it at all. So I think it's kind of sad that, like, he left his fame, but also he tried to use his fame for a little bit, too. He was trying to help a kid. He sacrificed his date. He was trying to look cool for the date, apparently. And it blew up in his face. I just like that he has, like, the green polo. (laughs) He's just in the car. (laughs) Khaki pants. I have an Alvin and Chipmunk costume in the back of your car. Can I use your bathroom? I got to change. Yeah. I'm Batman. I'm Steve from Blue's Clues. (laughs) But yes, I really enjoy Blue's Clues, and I like just like the history all right, behind all right. it. Save it for I the Blue's going. Clues show. <laughs> wow, Joel. <laughs> Mine's not going to be that in depth. Uh, mine is actually Daniel Tiger's neighborhood. Oh, there we a go. Land of make believe. Won't you ride along with me? Ride along. Thank you. I was hoping you'd do that. Yeah. So this uh, ran started in 2002, the 2012. Excuse me. It's still running the present. This is a spinoff of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Uh, four seasons, 105 yeah, kind of like that. I thought it was like, yeah, oh, that seems like a really so cheap imitation. In, in Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, they have Daniel Stripe Tiger, mm-hmm. who is one of the characters there. So they turned him into Daniel Tiger, and he's much more animated, much more pop. Like Because what was his voice before it. when he was just a puppet? Is Mr. Rogers doing yeah. this the whole time? Exactly. And now it's like, hi, boys and girls. I can't do it, but it's, yeah. like this, it's a kid doing a kid voice. So Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood, uh, this one... I actually enjoy watching this one. I think they teach very good lessons. Mm-hmm. They have a musical lesson in each one. Uh, they call their strategy songs. And the strategy songs I use to my kids in everyday life, like uh, grown-ups come back, like when they're sad that we're going to be leaving them. I'll say that to my three-year-old, and she'll be like, cool, we're good. Oh, really? Yeah. So that helps her understand. Two-year-old. Yeah, it was a okay. two-year-old, actually, when I was doing it to her. And then... Uh, Whenever my kids get injured and they say sorry, they run off. I'm like, saying I'm sorry is the first step. Then how can I help? Because I'm like, yes, sorry's good. Let's build from that. So the rest is best. And then what we do every time they're sick, rest is best. Uh, there's you so love many this show. We sing these all the time. And like, well, he to, certainly to uses it a lot. Yeah. He gets across yeah. to our kid. And then I've started making up my own. Just to get Can the you kid start attention. doing these with us? Yeah, sure. We're I bad. probably will. <laughs> but I'll be like, you remember that Dying Down Tiger song? Like the other day, the, this is years ago, one of my kids put their foot on the table as we were eating dinner. Uh-huh. And I went, oh, remember the Daniel Tiger song? Stinky feet don't go where we eat. <laughs> and to this day, they use that whenever one of the little kids tries to put their foot on the table, is what they, they mentioned that. I love that you use this and it actually helps and it sounds like a nice song. Whereas I go, eat your broccoli to one of my kids. And they're like, I don't want to. I'm like, there's a party in my tummy. So, so yummy. yummy. So yummy. Which is Yo Gabba Gabba. Yeah. 
Well, we were just on vacation recently. Joel's different kind of parents. Yeah, we, exactly. we were just on vacation easily, and recently. We were walking around dirt roads, and every now and then four-wheelers would come by. Okay. And so I'd be like, hey, if you hear a four-wheeler, look around if you see it. And, you know, they weren't really paying attention. I said, do you remember the Daniel Tiger song? And my, my two-year-old, obviously, or three-year-old, obviously, looked up at me, and she's like, what? And I go, use your ears, then use your eyes, then you will not get squished. And so that became the theme every time we'd walk over to the river. I think I need to watch the show awesome. more. Yeah, yeah, you've really used so, this. Like, this is quite the application. When I, that's the thing is, when I know too, way too much about it, it's because I'm applying these everyday songs yeah. into my life and then creating my own. And my kids are, are I think they're pick, starting to pick up on the fact that some of them may not be from Daniel Tiger. But <laughs> I think you need to submit songs to Daniel Tiger. Are all the ones Tiger. you just said from the show, actually? Uh, the last couple weren't. The first oh. couple were. You sold us. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I didn't know. Yeah, if ever, if ever you need to help a kid understand a concept, this show works wonders. So, Dale Tiger's Neighborhood. So good. All right, we are ready for the last category, number 12. Number 12, because we don't want to be a teenager. Yeah, yeah. Is it preteens? Yes. Is where we're at right yes. now. So, tweens. This Ugh. is the show. This is the emotional one. This is the show that actually taught you something. Are we going to agree on this one, Kent? No. Okay, good. Then You've I'll already used mine. It inspired you. This is the show that inspired you to learn. Well, I went with Sesame Street. Mm-hmm. This, to me, this was like the ultimate learning experience with Sesame Street. Uh, started in 1969, still running today. 49 seasons, 4,481 episodes. That's crazy. I actually have, uh, I got as a gift, I got the DVD set of the first seasons. Really? It's weird. First of all, Big Bird has this little triangular head and Oscar the Grouch is orange. Wow. Like it's bizarre for a bit there. I have a DVD of Shalom Sesame and it's Israeli Sesame Street. Uh Because you know how every country kind of has their own version. This is Israeli Sesame Street and it's very interesting. Some different characters, some similar. Yeah. Yeah. But this, I mean, obviously there's not much I can say about Sesame Street. We could do a whole show on Sesame Street alone, so I won't go into too much of it here. But it's, uh, if you don't know Sesame Street, Jacob, do you know know Sesame Street? You see clips of it. But it's a series of puppets and real people interacting with each other, learning lessons each time. Uh, when it first started out, they had kind of this broad range of whatever happens, happens. Yeah. But then they kind of focused in and they focused in on like the letter of the show or the number of the show. And then they have a specific thing they want to do. Uh, a 1996 survey found that 95% of all American preschoolers had watched the show by the time they were three years old. Yeah. 95% wow. of Makes sense. people have seen this show. Because it's very basic. But, but it, is it what effective? It is. is it good? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Is it's uh, It's been won multiple awards from educational, uh, like the Peabody Awards have given a lot of stuff. They've won Emmy Awards and Grammy Awards for educational reasons. People really think it's a quality show that teaches people as well. And I've learned a lot of lessons from it as well. Like this this one, I mean, there's so many things I could, I could trace it back to. Yeah. Probably something on Sesame Street where it's like, I remember that concept because of something I saw on Sesame Street. And I think the only reason I didn't choose Sesame Street is because it's so much foundational learning mm-hmm. that I don't really, really remember. I thought you said you didn't choose it. I did not choose oh, it. I no, he didn't choose and it. And so it's like, you know, alphabet or numbers or directions, for example. And it's yeah. so introductory that I'm like, I don't really remember where I was when I yeah. learned that, but I'm sure it was from that. Let me read these stats real, real quick. As of the 50th anniversary in 2019, Sesame Street has produced over 4,500 episodes. 35 TV specials, 200 home videos, and 180 albums. Wow. It has a YouTube channel now. You can actually subscribe to YouTube or to Sesame Street on YouTube. 5 million subscribers. 
people are still enjoying this. Because now you get Game of Thrones parodies. I showed that to my kids tonight. Yeah. I showed them the Game of Chairs, and they enjoyed that. And I showed them uh, sharing things instead saw, of Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I remember seeing the Stranger Things yeah. when that yeah. was trending. And so yeah. they, they do things to kind of stay relevant. They're on HBO now, uh, which was is weird. Yeah. They bought But it. they really do. Like, I think of these songs from my childhood, like C is for Cookie, People in Your Neighborhood, Everybody Wash, Rubber Ducky, One of These Things is Not Like the Other. Like, all these songs that are just ingrained in my brain. And, like, they taught me how to use my imagination. Mm-hmm. Taught me, I think it taught me how to read. You know, it's one of those things where I'm pretty sure it did. Yeah. Uh, and then counting and things like that. I, I show my kids that Elmo's not my favorite. Elmo's a little past my time. Yeah. But and I like was gonna, Elmo's world is the worst. <laughs> I was going to do a voice. Mr. Noodle. <laughs> what? Mr. Noodle. Oh, that's <laughs> what it is. No, it's the voice that was wondering about. I don't know. What was that voice, kid? That, <laughs> I don't know if that's it either. It's not. <laughs> You guys um, should keep trying, though. By all means, don't. Every you. night, I show my, almost every night, I show my kids, I, the little ones, you get to watch the Elmo brushing teeth video. Yeah. Brush, brushy, brush, brushy, brush, brush. Uh. But it's got like Nicole. <laughs> oh, wow, that's terrible. It's got terrible. Nicole Kidman in it. It's got Naomi Watts in it. It's got uh, David Hyde Pierce in it. Like, it's this weird celebrity thing going on there. But Sesame Street, I think, is one of the best educational shows out there. And it's funny because you get the DVDs and they have like disclaimer at the beginning. It's like this is for entertainment purposes only, not for the education of children. Like they're trying to like downplay its value. So if you do learn something, then yay. Well, I think they're trying to downplay it because they don't want people to complain or or sue or whatever. There shouldn't be expectations is what they're going at. Be like, hey, we're not here to raise your kids. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. And yet it raised me and my good parents. But Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Ken, that's mine. Sesame Street. Uh, that's amazing. Beat that. Well, I'm, I'm not going to. I think, that's the, that. I think that's the most classic one, but the show I know taught me the most was Butterfly in the Sky. I can go twice as high. Take a look. It's in a book with Reading Rainbow. Rainbow. Did we do that last time, too? Yeah. <laughs> the reason I chose this one is because like, reading is so important for a child, and this is the one that inspired me to read. Okay, and that I because I'm sure Sesame Street did originally, but this one they would read a story every time, and then I would find it. And if I was still in elementary when I was watching this, I would try to find that in the library and be like, "Oh, I want to. That was pretty fun. I want to read it for myself." Like even now, I love books. Yeah, and I always think back to reading Rainbow. Yeah, like in the "Don't take my word for it." Exactly, and just you know, and then like kind of like you were saying, like they do field trips at the same time. Like Mm -hmm. there's really heavy topics as well. Like they'll. Like, for example, one episode of maybe studying nature. The next one is showing kids that visit their parents in prison. Right. I was like, I'm six. I don't really understand this. But it helped me empathize with people that were in a different situation than me. Yeah. And then it taught you about like farming, dealing with stress, uh, overcoming hardships, uh, teamwork, especially. Mm-hmm. That's where teamwork makes the dream work came from. Oh, yeah. uh, police officers, what they do, firefighters. Like, it's kind of like taking a field trip in school, but you got to do it on. A TV show. Yeah, which is why teachers always would put it on instead of teaching classes. Sometimes. I think so, too. I eh, Just put that on. They'll learn something. Yeah, exactly. I, I wish that this show was around now. I mean, I would like to try to have my kids watch this. Obviously, my older one's not going to, but mm-hmm. maybe my younger girl would it ran would watch for so this. long. I'm sure the later episodes would be would have been better to show my kids, but that have been a good category. What show do you wish was still on? Yeah. yeah. But, but it could be, but it obviously but we have 12. Lost. We only have 12. Yeah, only 12. It. Yeah. But reading Rainbow just because it inspired my love of books. There you go. That's yeah. a good choice. I, I, I applaud your choice. Thank you. 
So there's our categories. We hope you played along. Uh, let us know on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, wherever you find us. Let us know what your favorite educational shows, educational children's shows are based on the categories that we yeah, give. If that we, we forgot anything. Or, yeah. yeah. And maybe if there's enough demand, we could do another child, educational children's show, which <laughs> no, Jacob would love. <laughs> no, please. Jacob We're actually going to have a full show about what Jake did. Yeah. In the range. Okay, no, seriously. Well, how, if many, we, how many if, times can you talk about whittling? I mean, yeah. really? I or never, shooting squirrels. I did, actually, I did do some whittling. <laughs> and, <laughs> of course you did. And there was some squirrel shooting, yeah. Uh, no, that would be interesting, actually, if I'm like, okay, and then there was this time where I did this, and then that's the end, and you guys move on. We'll make it a picking bit. Oh, man, that yeah. would be okay, actually. For That'd patrons. be interesting. Yeah. Speaking of patrons. Speaking of these patrons, we would like to do our patron shout-outs. First, the I am the listener uh, category. We'd like to thank Terry Finley. A More Civilized Podcast, Stephen Ross, Adrian Gray, Greg Pascal, and Joshua. From the Bacon Council, thank you all. Nicole D. Hale, Chris Anderson, Ryan Farron, Mats Mudrow. I can only say it like that now, mm-hmm. Joel. Thank you. And Welcome. the Reverse Listener. Thank you all so very much for your support. If you are not a patron, go check us out on patreon.com. Lots of stuff going there. If you want to find me, though, you can find me at 76Joel on Twitter, or you can find me on Patreon, too, sometimes. Or you can find me performing with QuickWits. They perform every Saturday at the Midville Performing Arts Center. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com or go to the QuickWits Facebook page. If you want to find me on Twitter and Instagram, it's at Kenny3DD. If you want to read my movie reviews, it's showtimeshowdown.com. You can find me on Twitter at Jacob A. Rogers. I'll be responding to Bacon Sale-y things there. And make sure you find Bacon Sale on Twitter and Instagram as well at Bacon Sale. And also our merchandise store is tpublic.com slash bacon sale if you want to support some cool Bacon Sale merchandise. Woo. And remember, people can like you just the way you are. Except for you, Ken. Oh, that's <laughs> Thanks, Mr. Rogers. <laughs> think they're up in heaven something else is going on here testing testing one two three hello hello why do you guys whisper it so creepily can you do it can you try with your deep voice i'm thirsty for blood <laughs> in that i'm show. going to kill you it's just to get your timing. Joel, don't be silly. My timing. <laughs> Thrust my fist against the post I see the ghost. Red leather, yellow leather, all leather. Because we're not just entertaining people with fluff here. <laughs> he fell into my trap. <laughs> I still said gross. Being generous. That's what I get for being generous. I think he deserved his punishment. Don't you? Listen, I have very little to contribute (laughs) to this show. This is your safe space. Don't ever let anyone question your feelings. Everyone's a snowflake. (laughs) Flintstone vitamins? Yes. (laughs) Flintstoners. Much like Kent looks down on us as we perform this show. (laughs) Yeah. Play bacon cell. There's a party in my tummy. So yummy. So So yummy. yummy. That is such a good choice. Why did I think of Slim Goodbody? How could you not think of Slim Goodbody? Oh my gosh. Dude, you were Captain Planet. You were Mr. Mistopheles. Yeah. You can be Slim Goodbody. Yeah, you've done it, man. You've already done it. Okay, you're right. Do it this year. Okay, I will. Because we watch TV to learn how to read. La la. Tinky winky. Dipsy. Tinky woe. Feels like they're in a concentration camp a little bit. Flower! Another one will come up. Flower? And then they'll go. Flower! 
This is serious. Yes, I'm down with watching Word Girl. If they would have gotten into his uh, arteries, okay. they could have killed him. Yeah. That's a huge four-year-old. What a freak. Back, 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 back. Oh, gosh. Joel what and I looks? agree on this one. I can see it in his eyes. If we don't agree on this one, you've got issues. Yo soy Dora! Can you say uh. annoying? <laughs> don't stare at me that way. Please, stop. No, please don't. Can you say annoying? Annoying, please don't. Look again! This is how she talks the entire time, the whole show. Can you say the whole time? <laughs> the whole time. Right again. Uh, say my name. Steve. I'm Steve from Blue's Clues. <laughs> Stinky feet don't go where we eat. What was that voice, kid? <laughs> Butterfly in the sky. I can go twice as high. Take a look. It's in a book with reading rainbow. Did we do that laugh? He's not happy with us. Kent, if you're recording, I really like you. He probably isn't. And I'm a fool.